Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And Tara can't be with us this week. She was here for the briefing room, but she's she's got meetings uh, for her theater group, so she couldn't be with us on this particular episode. No. And, you know, the funny thing is, this particular episode, Jen and I didn't know what we were going to do until just now. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we say, we'll figure it out during the week, and then we do, and then we know going in what we're going to do. This time, nope. We did not. We did not. We did not. No. We're sorry. It's okay. So if we we go completely off the rails and sound like idiots, that's on us. We will. We always do. So here's what we decided to do this week. Um, Yesterday, as we record this, it is Tuesday, October 11th. And yesterday, Monday, October 10th, was Nora Roberts' actual birthday. Yes. And um, we did post a happy birthday to her and tagged her. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think they're like, we're going to pretend like this podcast isn't happening. <laughs> 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 it is. But. And we're going to continue I to mean, tag you on, on stuff. Nora. Come yeah. on, Nora. Yeah. We need you on the show. <laughs> I feel like it's more Laura, but maybe not. Maybe Probably. it's not. Maybe it's Nora. Nora's like, yeah, fuck them. Fuck those bitches. And maybe not. Maybe it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what it is? Maybe nothing. But oh, anyway. But we did say happy birthday to Nora yesterday. And um, yes. so what we decided to do this time was, as I have said, many times on the show when Nora's kind of official uh, forum shut down ad wolf, they used to do a thing where they called the stupid questions threads and um, they would do a thread, stupid questions for Nora and people would go in and they would ask all kinds of random questions to Nora and Nora would answer them. And they, then the thread would get so long that it was hard to manage And so they would shut that thread down and then they would start a whole new one. So there's like 15 to 20, I think, somewhere in that area of threads for stupid questions. So I went in before they completely shut it down and deleted everything. I went in and I saved all of those threads. And we did. So that we would have a backup. So we would have this archive of these questions and answers sonora so i thought what would be fun is if we went through some of those and picked out some of those questions and answers and mm-hmm. uh you know give everybody who wasn't a part of that thread a little bit of insight into some of the things that nora would answer and what her answers were and gives us a little insight into nora uh so this is our tribute to nora as we do um Stupid questions for Nora. And everybody should also keep in mind that these were, a lot of them were old. Like the thread yeah. started, the first thread started in uh, uh, 2002. 2001. 2001? 2001? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's almost 24 years, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, 22 years. So, um, you know, her thoughts on things might have changed over the years. 
So some of these things that we're going to tell you, some of these answers that she's given to these questions might not be accurate now. But at the time, they were accurate. Anyway, so happy birthday, Nora. And we're going to go through some of these stupid questions. <laughs> so some people, I tell you. <laughs> so what's happening is Jen is now looking through the stupid questions. Yeah. But, well, you know. Here we go. Here's one. You want mm -hmm. Do you, do you want to guess what it's about? Hi, Nora. I love the in-depth series, and I've read them many, many times. I've noticed that your writing style has changed in the last two books in the short huh. story, Possession and Death. Eve isn't kick-ass and tense, and you're, you're more descriptive in the surroundings, less first person. Is this deliberate bleed-through from other books, or is someone else writing them? Are you, do you, somebody seriously asked her that? Like Somebody seriously asked Somebody's that. got some balls, or are, yeah. is really stupid. Yeah. That is a stupid Nobody question. else writes my books. <laughs> I don't think my writing style has changed, but it's very possible due to the storylines. Eve was less intense than those books. Not sure what you mean by first person, as I don't write these books in first person. No. Descriptive passages depend on how important I feel those descriptions are to the story and its flow. Due to the storyline and the upcoming treachery and death, I believe you'll see plenty of kick-ass intensity from Eve. And oh, yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, that's some balls to just flat out ask her in her yes. own space. I yeah. mean, it's bad enough to say that shit elsewhere, but come on now. Yeah, agreed. Wow. So the first one that popped out to me when I was looking through some of these threads are somebody asked her what her favorite chocolate bar was. Oh, and yeah. now, again, this was 20 years ago. So... She says, favorite candy bar would be Hershey's Big Block after it's been in the fridge for a few hours. Yum. And I don't think, Hershey doesn't do Big Block anymore. Did you know that? They don't. No, they don't. I, it didn't really occur to me, but, you know, I went yeah. looking for it. I used to love Hershey's Big Block. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are like, I, you, you know. You know what? I will say it. As much as I love the fancy chocolates, sometimes just a good old Hershey bar. Mm -hmm. It's the best damn chocolate you're going to eat. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's great. I so love it. for those of you who don't remember the big block, basically, it's like the same as their other chocolate bars, except mm -hmm. it was like two to three times Thicker. taller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's why they thick. called it a big block. It was it yeah. was big. Yeah. And yeah, I used to love those. Not just like I would get the big block with the um, almonds. Mm. Yeah. But I used to always also get the, the, they had a big block crackle, you know? Did they really? Yes. Oh, I love crackle. And I know you can't eat pe peanuts, but they used to have a Mr. Good a Mr. Good Bar big block too. Mr. Good Bar once sent me to the emergency room, just oh. so you all know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because whoever like put the candy in the fucking wrappers put the wrong thing in the <gasps> wrapper in a Halloween bag. Yeah. It was supposed to be a crackle and it was oh, a no. Mr. Good Bar. Yeah. Oh, no. And normally I I would notice, but I just wasn't paying attention. Right. And, you know, I, I just looked to see what it was and popped it in my mouth and yep. Mm. Into wow. the ambulance I went. <laughs> That's not okay, ma'am. No. Not so, at all. Unfortunately. I should have sued. I should have yeah, sued. sued. That would have been a good lawsuit. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately they don't have big blocks anymore. And I think they also used to have the special dark in a big block too. 
So they don't have that anymore. But when they did have it, that was what Nora's favorite was. Yes. Somebody else also asked um, about painting, like what she wears when she's painting, like not necessarily painting a picture, but if she has to paint an interior wall, like in her house or something. And she answered, I don't paint. I suck at it and sucking at it. I hate it. Or maybe hating it. I suck at it. Either way, I don't do it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I hate it too. I mean, who likes it's not my to favorite. paint? Maybe, Caitlin. maybe house painters? Caitlin loves to paint. That's She's so always loved to paint. As a matter of fact, well, when well, Caitlin was- come to my house, I need to paint my ceiling. Yeah. I mean, she- for Mother's here. Day one one year, a couple years ago, she repainted my bathroom. Um, okay. But um, when she was like four or five years old, you know, you'd always ask like, oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? And -hmm. she would always tell you she's going to be a paint houser. A paint houser? Oh, Mm -hmm. that's cute. (laughs) She's adorable. So, um, but apparently Laura. Your periodic reminder that Caitlin is adorable. She is adorable. She is Um, adorable. So anyway, yes, Caitlin likes to paint. So, um, okay. And luckily for Nora, she's married to a um, handyman. So, yeah, exactly. So, but I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure when they first started out, Bruce was painting, but, oh, yeah. You know, now she probably hires people. Oh, I would if I was her. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I'll pay somebody to come paint my house. You just let me know um, when you come across something that you. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I got another good one. Okay, go ahead. This one is from 2011. It it just made me chuckle. It's cute. Merry Christmas, Nora. Do you know which reindeer ran over grandma? My vote's on Blitzen. (laughs) And Nora responded. (laughs) Oh, where'd he go? Could have been Blitzen, but I don't think you can trust any reindeer named Prancer. (laughs) <laughs> what um i i don't want to i don't want to weigh in on that that sounds a little bit okay <laughs> you want to weigh in on that no i don't <laughs> i don't um i guess prancer i mean i mean if he's dancing i don't know, around, if, you can, I don't know if you can trust rudolph honestly but i mean blitzen though Sounds like a Nazi, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, good point. I don't know. Fucking Blitzen. <laughs> so somebody asked, um, what happens when she gets sick? And she says, when I get the flu or something like, I lie in my bed of pain, stoic as a soldier. Okay, maybe not. I always have great expectations of BW, that's Nora's husband. Taking tender and constant care of me, and I am always disappointed, as he and men in general have no idea how to do this. So I usually take drugs, sleep it off, and then get back up and go to work. I mean, yeah. Easy enough. Yeah. There's somebody that asked her what she would wish for if she had three wishes. And she says, well, First, you have to wish for something like world peace because you don't want to look like a selfish putz. (laughs) Then you get to wish for, oh, I don't know, maybe seeing your body transformed into the nubile, slim, buff, and curvy body of an 18-year-old cheerleader. 
you get to do this because you were unselfish and saintly with wish one. Then, of course, you wish for three more wishes and keep the ball rolling. Okay. So somebody else asked her, does she ever listen to reader suggestions for plot lines? And she says, um, nope. While I enjoy listening to readers' suggestions and plot lines, I never use them. It's really all about me, you know, me, 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 and what I think. Which she's really not wrong about. It's her series and they're her books. So <laughs> Somebody else asked her who she would be in a Broadway musical. And she says, hmm, who would I be in a Broadway musical? Wouldn't be Christine and Phantom, entirely too passive. Maybe Annie? No, not Little Orphan Annie. Annie who got her gun. She kicked butt. And as far as her favorite musical is concerned, she says, one of the best I've seen on stage was How to Succeed in, I think it's How to Succeed in Business or Just Great Fun, Wonderfully Staged, but my current fave has to be The Producers. Just slayed me. That's a good pick. Yep. Somebody asked her, has she ever bid on stuff on eBay? (laughs) She says, I have indeed bid on eBay. Now and then I cruise in and see what the first editions there are. I bid on these through my own system. If it's a book that means something personal to me, I bid like a maniac. I don't care about the market value. Excellent. Um, Also, if she went to college, what degree would she go for? And she says, what degree would I want? Gosh, I'm not sure I have a clue here. Definitely not medical. All that cutting into flesh or cleaning up disgusting body products. Then there's the sick people everywhere. I'd say a degree in literature, but they'd make me read all kinds of stuff I have no interest in reading. Kind of bums me out. Can I get this degree without actually attending classes, writing papers, taking tests? It seems I should, I should, as this is my imaginary degree, then I'll take the lit degree so I can read what I want, when I want. That sounds good. <laughs> Love it. Yes. In honor of International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day, do you treat your dogs to gourmet dog biscuits or just buy the regular brands? Nora responded, and her dogs apparently have very much in common with my own. Milk bones are cracked, our dogs. <laughs> mm. Fancy treats would be a waste of money when they tremble with delight at the sight of a lowly milk bone. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why get the fancy ones? This makes sense. He gets the fancy ones every once in a while, but it, they're no different to him than the than the milk bones. So I got fancy ones this last time only because. You know, the regular milk bone. So I, I buy them at Costco. They have Costco brand that's um, made in the U.S. and actually has pretty good ingredients. And it's like 12 bucks and you get a big, huge box of them. So that's what I usually get. But they were out of them. I couldn't find them. Last time I went to Costco. So I had to get the fancy ones. So somebody asked her if she ever makes Rice crispy Squares. And she says, I do not make Rice Krispie Squares. I fear the enjoyment of these food items is lost on me. What? Who doesn't yeah. like Rice Krispie Treats? She doesn't. Nora doesn't She's like Rice Nora. Krispie Treats. That's disappointing. Yeah. So somebody asked her her favorite ice cream. And she said, there's so little downside when it comes to ice cream. That's difficult. It's a difficult, stupid question. I would say nuts are not to be included in any way, shape, or form. Nora apparently does not like nuts. Apparently not. (laughs) 
Hi, Nora. Just got treachery in the, in the mail yesterday. My grandparents' name was Ober and her maiden name was Adams. Also, in fantasy, you use my name. I know it was mine because most people spell it with a K and not, like a, not a C like I do. And there's no name on this, so I have no idea. Um, so I was wondering, are you wandering around in my subconscious mind? And Nora, <laughs> Nora responded, I wander in everyone's subconscious. You never know when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a little creepy. Does she believe in ghosts? And she says, absolutely believe in ghosts or spiritual energy. Also, somebody asked, what's her sign? And she says, my sign is usually keep your area clean because, you know, people just don't. Otherwise, it's Libra. Hmm. Oh, so somebody asked, hey, Nora, I think Rourke might be Batman. What do you think of that theory? <laughs> And says, Rourke as the Dark Knight. Hmm, that's a good one. But Eve wouldn't settle yes. for taking the role of Batgirl. No, sure not. But, but Batgirl was like his cousin or something, not his partner. Right. Come on, Nora. You know Batman better than that. <laughs> Somebody asked her what her favorite class was in high school. And she says, favorite class? Lunch. In high school, we were allowed to go off campus at lunch. I agree with her on that one. Lunch was mm -hmm. my favorite, too. Oh, not mine. I like science. I like biology. Well, of course, mind. yeah. <laughs> but lunch was great. Somebody asked her, what does she collect? And she said, I seem to collect everything. I don't know how this happens. I appear to have a lot of dragons and wizards and frogs. It's a good thing they get along or it'd be chaos around here. Somehow I've collected a number of paperweights and perfume bottles and action figures. My guys give me action figures because I think they know mom likes toys. Oh yeah, and Limoges boxes. Then there's shoes, but I don't think that's what you meant. No. Oh, and Nora, you know, it's bad enough you don't like Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah. So what's your position on sushi? If we were supposed to eat raw fish, why did we invent fire? Uh, that's I, not what I sushi agree. is. I that agree. Is not what sushi is. I, sushi it, refers to the roll. It's the rice. It's not because it's right. raw. Okay. Well, and I okay, I get it, but my thing about sushi is just the is the seaweed. I don't like seaweed. Oh, you don't like the seaweed? No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I have my cousin is like that. My cousin Scott, he doesn't like it because of the seaweed. And at least you, at least you understand it's not raw. Yeah, because that's always what I see when people don't when they say they don't like sushi. I don't like raw fish. It's not raw. <laughs> um, somebody asked what her favorite kind of music is. Um, or I guess what kind of music she plays, you know, when she's working around the house. And she says, music depends on my mood. I'm almost always in the mood for rock, but sometimes you need to chill out with classical. Very fond of Mozart. And now and then you just need to sing the blues. Celtic music never fails me. Well, there we go. Somebody asked her about movies, movies that she likes. And she says, movies like music and books depend on my mood. Sometimes the mood calls for lots of stuff to blow up in really cool ways and often for no apparent reason. Sometimes it's it calls for a creepy atmosphere or danger or for mad passion, or for sweet, funny romance. Sometimes it wants slapstick, and sometimes it wants drama. But it never fails 
to be in the mood for something like Monty Python's Holy Grail. They don't make them like that anymore. One of my all-time great, greats is To Have and To Have Not with Bogart and Bacall and the wonderful Walter Brennan. Here's something else she doesn't eat. Do you eat Reese's peanut butter cups? And she says, I don't eat peanut butter cups because I don't eat peanut butter. I've never understood the need to make butter out of nuts or anything out of nuts. <laughs> the perfectly wonderful nuts. brownie, for instance, is often destroyed by nuts. See that we don't agree on that because I can give me all the nuts, put nuts and everything yeah. for me. So this is interesting. I put this in here for Tara. She's not here, but you know. Has she read Harry Potter? Now, I think that I can't remember which which thread this was in or what year. And here is what she said. I read the first Harry Potter, really charming, but it struck me as a children's book, unlike the way it struck many others. And I haven't been compelled to read the others. She says, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I plan to. The trailers look fabulous. Um, somebody else in a later thread asked her about Harry Potter again. And she said, since I haven't read Harry Potter 2, I'm not anywhere near reading 5. So this must have been after 5 came out. And they asked if she'd read it yet. She says, to be honest, I don't have the inclination to read a book that comes in nearly a thousand pages. But a Medal of Honor for J.K. Rowling for inspiring hordes of kids to read and inspiring their parents to read to or with them. Here's one that I was thinking this just the other day, actually. And then I saw this uh, in the stupid questions thread and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to include this because I was just thinking this. Has anyone ever told you that you look like Pat Benatar? She does. Yeah. And shit. she said um, also. What are what are her favorite female rockers? And Nora says, I've heard the Pat Benatar thing before. It's okay by me because, hey, she's pretty hot. And she kicked I mean, ass. Yeah. I liked her stuff. And um, Aretha, she's the queen. Tina Turner, I like Carly Simon, clever lyrics. Linda Ronstadt when she was a rocker. Joan Jett, whatever happened to Joan Jett? Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders, Annie Lennox. I like Cheryl Crow. That's a good list. It is a good list. Um, I agree, Nora. However, <laughs> um, however, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this is, and this is, yeah, we've talked about this you before. You have strong opinions about about music. I have strong opinions about Cheryl Crow because I'm a Kevin Gilbert fan. I see. Yeah. But I like Chakra. <laughs> I like her music. I don't know about her as a person. Yeah. Well, oh, wait. You know, you can partially thank Kevin Gilbert for that, but Cheryl won't, but you can. <laughs> oh, my. Cheryl Crow is Cheryl Crow because of Kevin Gilbert. But oh, yeah. let's not. <laughs> I mean, you know, there. I could be wrong with that. She could have still been Cheryl Crow. It might have it might have worked out for her. Mm -hmm. It might still worked out for her without Kevin Cooper. Yeah. 
just wouldn't have worked out that same way. No, not necessarily. Um, I'd add Alanis to that list. Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. And um, by and the Savannah way, Hoss. Pat Benatar and Annie Lennox both belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And any mm-hmm. pretentious asshole dude that says otherwise is can, can just fuck go right and fuck themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. They so. 100% do. <laughs> um, here's one that I put in here for you, Jen. Oh, just. <clears throat> Does she like uh, a Frank Sinatra, Harry Connick Jr. type music? (laughs) And Nora says, what's not to like about Frank Sinatra, Harry Connick Jr. kind of songs? In fact, I can just look at Harry Connick Jr. What a cutie. I mean, (laughs) for real. (laughs) And he's just so, he's just so, he's just so hairy. He's like, he's like the perfect man. He's still insanely in love with his wife after 25 years. You have to admire that about somebody, you know? I mean, that's how I feel also about Hugh Jackman. Exactly. Yeah. Same. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's my brand, man. I love it. Because, yeah, he's, you know, super proud of his girls. And he's, he's hot. I mean, no way around it. <laughs> he's a cute. And he's a fucking prodigy, man. He is well, so insanely talented. It's insane. Yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the Frank Sinatra comparison all that much, but. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Frank Sinatra was a dick. Was well, he was a dick and he didn't write his own music and he didn't. Right. You know, he couldn't play the piano like Harry can. Well, back then, you know, not a whole lot of people wrote their own music. Right. No, I know. Oh, I've got one. Okay, right go now. ahead. <laughs> hey, Nora, just finished listening to the audio of Judgment and Death again. I love the part where Mavis and Eve get tanked on Screamers. So can I have the recipe? Pretty sure they would be perfect for the next girl's night. Nora replied, pour whatever you have behind the bar in a blender. Add a little ice. Hit on until it screams. Hit off. Pour into a glass. Drink if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> So somebody asked Nora if um, her dogs sleep with her. And she says, do do my dogs sleep with me? Well, now that seems like a very personal question, taken literally. Actually, (laughs) while they don't literally sleep with, they sleep in the house most of the time. And when sleeping in the house, most of them tend to sleep in the bedroom surrounding the bed. Generally, I have to get up. If I have to get up in the middle of the night, I first step on Steinbeck, then Sweeney. BW would step on (laughs) Tough Guy as that one's usually over on his side of the bed. If Martha's using the floor instead of sneaking into the chair in the living room or the family room sofa, I would trip over her on my way out of the room. That's funny. (laughs) Dogs. Yeah. That's a lot of dogs to have. Four four dogs. That is a lot of dogs. Yeah. I can't handle the one I have. Everybody's like, Finn needs a brother. I'm like, no, he does not. <laughs> you try handling a hundred pounds of lab and tell me I need another dog. Fuck off. Right? 
Somebody asked her if she likes Irish music, and she says, I really love Irish music. I don't know if I have a fave, but I'm very partial to Four Green Fields and Willie McBride. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of painting, mm-hmm. on HGTV, I heard a designer say that everyone should update their home every five years with new paint, new furniture, new wallpaper, etc. Do you do that? Nora replied, every five years? It's just getting broken by then. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every five years, kiss my ass. <laughs> Who has time to do that? And the money to do that. So somebody asked her, um, who, whoever said this, um, I have to write a chapter of a book for Monday for school. And it has to have someone who is talking some dialect, like Jim in The Adventures of Huck Finn. So my question is, is there a Nora book in which someone is talking some dialect? I have just 12 other books in English, but I might just be lucky to have this one. Please help. And um, Nora said, not much dialect in any of my books. Dialect IMO doesn't read well and should be used sparingly, if at all. It's better to use speech patterns, rhythm of speech, to give the idea of dialect and accents, I think. So there's some writing tip for you, all of you out there who want to be writers. Although Nightwork did have some mm-hmm. dialect in there. Yeah. Sebastian had a mm-hmm. definite, you know, Cajun accent. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So somebody asked her, have you ever skipped school? Because you had a test you didn't study for. <laughs> And um, Nora says, yes, I skipped school a few times. Man, my mom better not see this. Not because of a test, but just because. What did I do? Well, I hung out with friends who, who skipped school the same day. No fun hanging out alone. <laughs> True. Somebody said, hi, Nora, I just finished Heart of the Sea. Did I, by chance, read correctly that in Heart of the Sea, that Declan Fitzgerald, who was in Midnight Bayou, as mm-hmm. in it as a carpenter. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, he was a carpenter in the book. In Heart of the Sea? Or talking about Midnight Bayou? Midnight Bayou. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a carpenter, was he? I don't think so. I haven't read that book in forever. I liked, I liked it a lot. So Nora says the Declan Fitzgerald in Midnight Bayou wasn't the minor character of the same name in Heart of the Sea, but maybe they were related. Oh, okay. So, and I guess somebody asked her what she, what she thought she would be when she grew up, when she was a little girl. And she says, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a star. Any kind would do. This seems like a good open-ended goal with multiple possibilities. (laughs) Well, and you know, she kind of, she kind of got there. So good for her. So somebody asked, my family has recently become addicted to the board game Clue. Tonight I won for the first time. Um, through logical deduction, I knew the crime took place in the conservatory. Going with a hunch, I found the rope to be the weapon. But the fact that Prof- Professor Plum was the murderer was simply a lucky guess. My stupid question for you, and maybe Eve could answer this one, is why Professor Plum? And Nora says, that Professor Plum is just a psychotic. 
But really, the one I never trust is Colonel Mustard. First, he's not a real colonel. And second, anybody named for a condiment can't be mentally balanced. And I don't and don't get me started on Miss Scarlet. <laughs> uh oh. Where's Tara? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny because we've actually mentioned this before on the show. While I was reading Visions and Death, there were a few moments where Eve reminded me of Buffy. I mean, it was like hearing her voice saying Eve's lines. So my question would be, has Buffy somehow at some point influenced Eve? Mm. And Nora said, I doubt seriously Eve would even know who Buffy is. She's not much of a pop, pop culture historian. Nope, she is not. No. But we've talked before how the Buffy references have quite often made their way into her books. So... So anyway, um, happy birthday, Nora. Yes, happy birthday, Nora. And um, we might do this stupid questions. Maybe what we could do is maybe our listeners could like ask us a question that they would like to ask Nora, and then we'll search the stupid que- que- uh, stupid questions threads and see if she's answered it. We could. That'd be fun. I, I always ask Nora really dumb questions like, when does Eve have time to shave her fucking legs? Yeah. Yeah. She, I think she responded something like she, you know, she takes enough showers. I'm sure she has time. Anyway, okay. Um, moving on a little bit. There's, there was one discussion on the Facebook group that um, I thought would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. Um, because in the last episode, we talked a lot about this is the best book. Um, shadows. Since Shadows. And um, Book Dragon posted a, uh, th- uh, you know, on the Facebook group. Basically, she said, reading is such a suge- subjective thing. Several times this in this week's podcast, it was noted Desperation was the best book since Shadows. I personally would never have used Shadows as a benchmark. To my mind, every book since Shadows was better than Shadows. While Shadows was has a ridiculously fun ending, Lorcan Cobb was someone Rourke never considered important and rarely thought of, which means the storyline failed to give the depth of insight to Rourke's past that I expected when reading the premise, which was frankly disappointing. I know Rourke was important to Lorcan, but Lorcan was not important to Rourke. I did not feel the case was particularly fascinating or special. For a sociopath and an assassin, Lorcan's character had little depth or complexity. He was a one-dimensional delusional bully and a brute. Yost, the sociopathic paid assassin from Betrayal, was a much more complex and interesting character. Yes, I think Betrayal was a better book than Shadows. I also feel that due to Rourke's shallow ties to Lorcan, the storyline was not important enough to to the larger story arc to evict any major character growth or to captivate me. Another Betrayal comparison, Mick and his death were more significant to Rourke than Lorcan was. That does not mean I did not find Shadows enjoyable and entertaining. I did. The Inclusion of the squad and MYPSD brass are what made the book for me. They were also 
one important factor to the larger story arc. When the squad and the NYPSD brass have displayed their loyalty to Eve in several past books, in Shadows they made it clear Rourke had also earned their loyalty and respect. He is one of them. J-M-H-O, and you know what they say about opinions. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think for the most part we agree. Um, and so Quincy actually an- answered this and said a lot of what I would have said in this case, yeah, which is, same. um, yeah. she said, I really like shadows. I don't think Lorcan Cobb himself was the part that gave depth to Rourke's past. Lorcan Cobb was the path from the beginning of the series. I thought that Rourke seemed a little bit too okay with his father's death, especially when he didn't know who killed his father. Then Rourke learns that Meg isn't his mother, that he has family and that Somerset killed his father. When Rourke talks to the mirrors about his relationship with his father through the lens of the interactions with Cobb, he comes to terms with who his father was as a person. His father was incapable of love and thought he had the right to destroy the things he owned. Rourke's father would have just destroyed Rourke if he had the chance the way he destroyed Rourke's mother. Rourke would have never turned out like his father. Someone like Lorcan Cobb, who is who Rourke would have become if Rourke was like his father. And um, Book Dragon did answer her back and say, this is an interesting take. I will reread Shadows with that in mind. I have not reread Shadows. I have read Faithless several times. I like the darker cases. I'm not sure what that says about <laughs> me. Probably nothing good. <laughs> sure it does yeah so i think you know quincy's right on here yeah right on exactly um, i think it's more it's more about rourke's it's more about rourke than it is about lork and cobb it's more that he you know he what what he comes what the conclusions he comes to because of lork and cobb i guess right so way to put it i think um, so we've been talking a lot about um, Nora maybe trying to tie up things, tie up loose ends yeah. so that she could yeah. work towards an ending. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, the, end game now. the difference between <laughs> Eve and Rourke in terms of at least their fathers is that mm-hmm. Eve definitely had some closure. Yeah. With her father. I mean, she, she killed him in, in Right. I mean, that's given her a lot of bad moments in this series. Yeah. But at least she has that. She she did that for herself. She stood up for herself and she killed him and she knows yeah. that he's dead and, you know, um right. all of that. Um in Rourke's case, I think because Somerset was the one to kill uh Patrick Rourke, there still hasn't been that closure for Rourke like there was for Eve. So I think shadows was, was kind of that with Lorcan Cobb standing in for Patrick Rourke. Yes. She's, she's correct that Lorcan Cobb is probably not somebody that Rourke had ever thought about. Well, I mean, he has, I bet he has thought about Lorcan Cobb a few times. A few times. Because um, in the book, there were a few times when, especially when he was talking to the mirrors where Rourke remembered 
things about Lork and Cobb that he realized were significant in his past. Right. Right. Run-ins that he'd had with him. But I mean, it kind of showed that whole discussion he had with the mirrors kind of showed that Lork and Cobb did have an actual large, you know, influence on Rourke's life in a bad way. Even though after yeah. he grew, grew up and was with Somerset, he probably never thought about Lork and Cobb again, you know? Um, right. But there was also a, a point in the book where um, Rourke is at the school and he's touring the school. He's touring on Didan. And he calls Eve or Eve calls him. They're talking about it. And he says something about he wanted to hear her voice because he felt he was in a weird place at that time. Like he felt yeah, at, a, at kind of a crossroads where he's like directly in the middle of, you know, where his past is now almost behind him. Right. So yeah, he's that. I mean that, and that's what this book is about. He's at a crossroads and, right. and that's what yeah. Lorcan Cobb represents here. I think yes. like that, that he represents Rourke's father. Right. And Rourke, I mean, that's what that whole scene at the end was. He wasn't. Yeah. And we said it when we, when we reviewed the book, you know, he wasn't beating up Lorcan Cobb. He was beating up his father. He was finally like, exercising that demon from his life yeah you know yeah and getting himself some closure Mm -hmm. of you know closing the bad parts of his past so that he can move on with the good parts of his future yeah and absolutely and that's what the whole book was about and that's one of the reasons why it was it was so great for us i think for me anyway yeah for me too definitely um Plus, because uh, I re-listened to... Mark hasn't had any character growth. What do you <laughs> I was listening to our, our podcast about it. And I would, you know, and I would suggest that um, people re-listen to that too, because uh, a lot of these points are brought up. And, and, you know, I mean, we brought up so many of the great parts of this book that we just loved. All of the banter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um things that happened, you know, in the book and di- uh, so much dialogue that was just fantastic. And yeah, the whole fantastic. scene with the mirrors was fantastic, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, it, there's Absolutely. a lot, there's a lot to be said for this book. I mean, yeah, it is, it does have it, you know, it's all personal taste. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause I, my least favorite book is probably somebody else's favorite. Right. I mean, exactly. That's just how it is. Yeah. So, even though I don't even know if I could name a least favorite, but probably ceremony. Ceremony is rough for me. <laughs> ceremony is rough. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I found that discussion interesting. So I just thought I'd bring it up here because, you know, my, my thoughts about the book were so different, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Although, you know, Book Dragon did say that she loved the book, you know, in other ways. And yeah, I appreciate otherwise, that. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And no, I mean, we're not calling her out. It's no. just more no, explaining it's just our that, position. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And why we said it was the best book since Shadows. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, I've, and it's not like any of the other books between Shadows and this one have been bad. They've all been good. You know, I've liked I think them so all. too. So, um, yeah, I loved, loved Faithless, loved, what was it? Forgotten? Yeah. The one with I, the bodies. I wasn't a huge fan of Golden. Oh, yeah. Golden's, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one, but. um, Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. Maybe when we get to that point in another two years or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. We reread it. It's going to be a while. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, we've we've probably gone a little bit longer than we had planned to on this. We thought this would be (laughs) like a really short episode. So We did too, yeah. It's going to be a really short episode. let me do uh, podcast so business much. real quick. Yep. So for podcast business, we do have a new patron. Ooh. And that is um, Dina. Dina's a patron now. Dina! Yay! Thanks, Dina. Thanks, we Dina. really appreciate you becoming a patron. We really Thank do. You. Um. Also, the other thing that came up on our podcast last week when we reviewed Desperation <laughs> is the um, safe word, aardvark. Yeah, aardvark. And there were several people in the in the Facebook group that said, like, I would absolutely buy an aardvark shirt, you know. Yeah. Well, you're in luck because I just put you're an aardvark luck. shirt up. She put, on. A, she put an aardvark shirt up. So go to our. And um, it's awesome, y'all. Go to our website, www.podcastanddeath.com. And at the top, there's a merch link. It just says merch. Go there and you'll find the um, artwork shirt there. And I think right now they're having a sale. Teespring is offering a sale like 10% off any uh, items. So um, I think the, uh, the word that you have to use, like the, what do you call secret word or whatever that you have to use passphrase or it's uh it's up at the top when you go there um so yeah just go to our just go to our store if you want that aardvark shirt it's there it is there um and it's adorable (laughs) so i'm going to get uh, one yeah i have to get one too it's really funny Mm -hmm. um so i think that's it for podcast business for this week I have to get going because, you know, my mom's hungry probably. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go feed your mom. <laughs> I have to go feed my mom. Um, so anyway, uh, you all know how to get a hold of us. I don't think I have you to say that to get a hold of us. Um, nope. And uh, we look forward to, to hearing from you. Next week is going to be we review the reviews of Desperation. There's not a ton of one star review or two star reviews, but there's a lot of three star oh. reviews that are worth talking about. Okay. And, you know, obviously we like the four and, and five star reviews of. too. <laughs> yeah. Or making fun of. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a long, there is one review that I do have a long rant about. I'm just letting all oh, of you I'm know sure. ahead of time. There's going to okay. be one review and I'm going to have to go off. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, we like that. But it's not necessarily a rant, but I'm going to spit out some facts for you all. Because this person <laughs> is wrong about facts. And you know how I am about facts. 
So yeah, um, yeah, we, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, when we get there, absolutely. So, but until that time, um, for podcasts and death, this is AJ. I'm done, and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205 476 2753. That spells out 2054-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.